Hello and welcome back to The Movies Made Us Do It. Me and Matt are back. How are you, Matt? I am pretty good, sir. How are you? I'm alright, yeah. I'm uh, I'm doing good. Um, fucking hot. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> but otherwise fine. Well, but... Yeah. Um, I was saying to you off-air, I, I think uh, our review from last week, uh, one of the best ones we've done. I'm really, really Great. happy with how that turned out. I think it was one of, one of the best ones that I thoroughly enjoyed it. However, mm. in the process of me telling you that, you said that there were some things you wanted to mention that we didn't yeah, mention. I forgot to, um, so. forgot to go back to the... So when we were talking about missing scenes and mm. extra scenes, we were talk, specifically we were talking about the scene where they're in the car in the showroom. Yes. And they're talking about how... There's we, one sorry, we, we were talking... With how goofy... Um, Oh my god! Now I'm going to forget the names of the the the, the uh, angels. How how goofy one of them is, and um, you know he's he's walking around uh, imitating other people, the other the other the humans as he's, he's they're walking along, and they decided it's not Cassiel, to. isn't it? Doing yes, Cassiel. Yeah. Cassiel. Um, um, they, so they, I think they there's it's it, I think it would have made his character a little more goofy because for me in that movie he's the sort of he's the the more serious one. Yeah, now, for sure. The, what they also filmed, what they also did that, that they completely discarded is it. They've got a, a, a whole bit where at the very end of what could have happened is Castell becomes human as well. Yeah, it kind of feels like it was going that way. Yeah, in in we, a part because I, I think it particularly with the uh, the suicide. Yes, I, I kind of felt like after that he was yeah. gonna kind of. Well, he does. He does in the sequel. Yes, you you said he does in the sequel. He does which in I the sequel, in, but in it in they actually filmed scenes where he did at the end of this. But what's weird about this is so he it's in the in the club he becomes human in the club, and when Damiel and uh, his beau are talking, uh, or you know they, they got that scene of them in the in the at the bar. Mm. Yeah. Um, he walks in and taps him on the back, sort of thing, and then they have a cake fight. Oh, yeah, it's it's really fucking weird. They there's a, a tray of cakes which you can see in the finished movie when he's talking to um, is it Mary Marianne? I yeah. forget what her name is. When he's talking to to her, they're, and they're they're, they're talking. If behind him there is a tray of cakes, and. In the in the scene that they, they basically cut and decided not to use, there's this whole pipe fighting scene. It's because he always want apparently he's always wanted to fight uh, to have film a, a pipe fight scene. So they did. And it's like wow, that would have made the end of that movie entirely different. Yeah, and very strange. <laughs> and I'm so glad they didn't use. Yeah, it. it's, I, I, it's I, a fun scene. I, I recommend people watch it just for the sheer weirdness and fun of it. But I'm so glad they didn't do that, and I'm, I'm glad that they left Kessel at the end still a, as an angel. Yeah, I it think it, it for that movie. It worked better for sure, and and I I love the the shot of him alone. Uh, yes, on the it, on the statue is superb. Um, so kind of glad they went with that. Yeah, me um, too. Anyway, this week we're back to talking about films we have seen recently. Uh, do you want to kick us off? Uh, sure. Uh, so I will start with The Three Musketeers d'Artagnan. Mm-hmm. So this is a 
new French version. Yeah. I think it's, it's the first French version since the 60s, I think. I read somewhere. Wow, has it been that long? Yeah, for, since wow. the, the, the French have actually done a version. There's, I mean, there's been so many English yeah. versions since then uh, with varying degrees of, of success. I quite like the BBC series it, in parts. It was it fun enough. Um, I really like the um, <laughs> oh, what's his it's what's his name? Is it one of the Andersons? It's the it's the really steampunky one. Oh God, yes, I remember that. With um, it is with, a it is a Wes and it is a uh fucking W S Anderson movie. Yes, W S Anderson. That's right. With, with that that movie is just bonkers, but mm. I love it. It's got a great cast. Um, it's got flying fucking ships in it, so I'm I'm totally sold. Yeah. And it's just big, dumb fun, and I really like that. Um, grew up with, you know, the Musker Hounds. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely, my favourite is still the 70s version with Michael York. Yeah, tremendous. Uh, still my favourite version. I, I, it's, it's, I'm, I'm even, you know, the older, older versions, you know, black and white and, and you know, 30s version stuff. I, I have a real fondness for uh, Three Musketeers, so much so that I really wanted to run a D&D campaign set in that thing, but nobody wanted to play it with me. Nobody liked that period, and no one wanted to do it, so I never ended up doing it, but I, I still live in hope. I like um, the period. I, I, I think that would be a really fun yeah, idea. I, do. I like the idea of having you know pistols and stuff in, in D&D and I wouldn't want to play as the the characters. I'd, I'd want to do my own character oh, no. in yeah, that period. Would, but yeah, it would obviously be a D and D version of that. Yeah, sort of... just a D twenty. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be down with that. Sounds fun. Um, so anyway, so this version, uh, it's it's going to be done in two parts. So the first one with Altaïon, and the second part is Milady. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's directed by Martin Bourboulon. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to absolutely butcher these names. Uh, so it's Francois Civel, Vincent Castle, Romain Duras, uh, Poi Marmai, and Eva Green. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, one of the big selling points for me, uh, because <laughs> I absolutely adore Eva Green. Of course. But it's Musketeers, Eva Green, I'm sold. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, it runs with the usual beats, you know, uh, D'Artagnan come, comes from Gascony to... Paris to become a musketeer. Uh, only this one starts with um, basically him defending, trying to defend this uh, this woman, and getting shot by Milady and buried. Oh, uh, and then he he gets he sort of crawls out of the grave. The he was saved by his Bible. Right, caught the um, bullet, did it? Sorry, caught the bullet. Yes, right. The, the, I mean, why why he ended up unconscious is another matter, but for sure. Might have um, hit his head. I mean, you'd still you'd still be on your ass. Well, so. her, I'm sure. It, yeah. you know, it, 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 all the way through. But uh, and so yeah. Anyway, that, 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 they've, they've done that. Um, it's then it you know he goes then the, the, the usual stuff. He bumps into the musketeers. He ends up having to duel them. Each trap thing. The cardinals guards turn up. All that you know. All those sorts of things. Um, what's different in this one is it has a um, a Huguenot uh, sort of subplot with um, 
Athos's brother. So Athos, there's one point where they ask Athos whether he's a, um, a Protestant or not, and he says yes. Um, which I'm not, I don't remember in the book whether he's a Protestant. I don't think he is. Hmm. But they've decided in this version to make him a Protestant. And his brother is a known Huguenot and live and is living in, uh, I think it's La Rochelle, where, they, where the, the Huguenots were, were right. in, this, in this time period. Um, so I don't know whether you know about the Huguenots. No. So in France, France's was, probably still is, I, th- I suppose, it, it, I mean, it's a republic now, so no, I guess not. But it was a Catholic country. Most yep. of fucking Europe, apart from us and the Dutch, were really, were Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um and the, but there were French um, Protestants called the, who were called Huguenots, and there's a, a was a big thing about the uh, St Bartholomew's Day massacre, where that they they were I, I think this is before yeah this is before that because they mention it, um, but all the Huguenots in this town were absolutely slaughtered by the Catholics. They murdered them all, um, and then this so this is a bit later, but they still kind of want to kill them all anyway. Um, and there, were, there was a plot backed by England to sort of get these Huguenots, you know, to try and take over the country so they would be a, a not a Catholic country anymore. And it was the Duke of Buckingham actually was behind or was part of that plot. He ended up getting murdered on the de- on the, the docks at one point. Anyway, uh, besides the point anyway, but they, but they they decided to add that to the story of the Musketeers. Right. So there's then this thing where, um, after all the usual beats, they've they've come together. Um, they um, they have this sort of drink. They you know they beat the, the cardinal's guard. They have this drink. They you get to know the characters. I mean you don't, but I'll get to that. Um, and then uh, it's the next morning, and um, Athos is waking up. And played by Vincent Kessel, and he's uh, he he wakes up and there's a dead woman next to him, naked right. dead woman, and he's got the guards burst in and he's got a dagger in his hand. So of course he's obviously murdered her. Of course he fucking hasn't. He's fucking you know. Anyway, but they they then have this plot where they have to go and they they split up. They find um. Well, he's put on trial. He's then sentenced to, to basically hang. They've been given an, an, like three days or something to prove his innocence. Um, so they dis- they discover that there was it, there was some connection t- between what happened here and the beginning where uh, D'Artagnan was uh, shot. So they go back. They go back to that place. They find a number of uh, signet rings from different houses. So they split up and they go their separate ways to try and find who this, who these rings belong to, and to see if they can find out who this girl is that um, they saw. Now they do so well. Then they go to the body. They see D'Artagnan. That's how they. That's right. That's how they connect it. So D'Artagnan sees the body and recognizes it as the girl he tried to save in the beginning. Sure. So then there's this, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I won't sort of go into how it ends. Um, but I am probably going to spoil a few bits and pieces. So I will say it looks lovely. It's really beautifully filmed. Um, the, 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 for the for the most part, the um, the cast great. 
the the extra story is a little odd, but okay. I kind of like it. It's 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 an interesting idea. Um, I don't think it's terribly well executed. Right. Um, and f- one of the worst things about the movie is you don't really get to know any of the Musketeers other than Prince and Kessel's character. That. You know, there's, there's, there's well, no I guess you, you, you've got a second part, maybe. Yeah, there is. That, you know. But that's that's kind of a problem for your first part. If you're, for me, I think if you if you're doing the first part, then you want everybody to know who these characters are. Well, yeah, I mean, it depends on how they're going to execute <laughs> that second part. But I, I agree in principle, they should really use the first part to introduce their characters properly and then move on to their second part. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get there's sort of you know that. So I think they're they're slightly underdeveloped, it's especially um, Porthos, who the only thing you get to know about Porthos is that he's now bisexual. It's like okay, fine, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and you get a brief scene with Aramis where he tortures a guy, and it's like okay, so he's that kind of guy. So you you know I, mean, I suppose if, if, most people know have seen a version of Musketeers. I would say it would be hard not to have. And I think most people kind of know what those characters are. But I, I think, I think it, even if you've not watched a movie, you know who those characters are. Yeah, but I think it for me the the characters were terribly underdone. They they just didn't feel. Oh, like I don't. A, yeah, I I don't think their popularity or or people's knowledge of a character gives you an excuse to just not bother explaining who they are yeah, or, or exactly, showing us who exactly. they are because they could be different interpretations of those characters anyway so yeah you know if, uh, if i'm going to root for or despise someone exactly. i i need reasons motivations why yeah. um the the guy uh louis Gorel who's playing the king was okay um i think the king's always one of those thankless parts in this um, yeah, for sure. Musketeers, because he's he's usually portrayed as a bit of a boob and a, a mm-hmm. bit, you know, uh, he's not quite the boob in this, but he is still the usual sort of, you know, slightly feckless sort of character. Yeah. Um, but I, I quite liked his performance. The guy playing the cardinal, uh, Eric Ruff, he was a non-entity. Oh, and really? Th- this is one of the things that I thought was a bit odd. So Vincent Kessel, and so I know. Older, you know, the, the, in the book, the Musketeers are—I think they're only in their twenties. And I know that in most versions, they're portrayed portrayed as older than that usually. Even in the, my favourite version, I mean, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, he plays uh, Athos in in it's it, uh, re. Uh, oh, for fuck's sake, my brain. Oliver Reed. So Oliver Reed is definitely older than he should be, you know. Yeah. And in this version, Vincent Kessel really is too old. And I think the thing that they missed on, really, is Vincent Kessel should have been the fucking cardinal. He's got such a menacing presence. He would have been so much better as, as the cardinal. Uh, you know, as a personal, I guess, as a personal thing, I thought I thought he was not exactly miscast as, as, as a, um, Athos, but I think he would have been better as the cardinal, especially because as the cardinal in this seemed to be really not there, um, and even Eva Green, as much as I really wanted to love her as my lady, she's kind of just 
playing her as characters she's played before. She wasn't really mm. doing. And Eva Green is is very capable. Yes, um, yeah, that's yeah. kind of a shame. For me, it's just. I mean, she's it's, she's not bad. Like she, for, but it was just. Oh, it's just it's that it's the character she's doing. It's it kind that. of smacks of we hired you. Yes. Because you've done this role does. and we just want you to be that role, but in this movie. Um, I know they trained, I think they did a stupid amount of training for the sword fights, right? Now, good. the sword fights are good, except... I mean, you're not going to, I mean, you know, when you, when you look at f- films in the past where you've got mm. like Christopher Lee, who can actually... Yeah, oh, actually, sword fight. You you've got a, a long way to go to kind of yeah. come close to that kind of I, thing. Uh, the the musketeers historically has been kind of were kind of spoiled by yes some of the sword fights in previous um, musketeer adaptations. I yeah, I mean to be fair, if you're not going to put work in for the sword fights in a musketeer movie, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the problem with it, especially the the, the first big um fight scene they have, yeah, is it's they the director for some reason decided to be too close and use shaky cam oh no no not for a sword fight so you get no you could the, the, the annoying thing is you can tell they're, they're they're good you can tell what they're doing is good but it's like oh for fuck's sake just pull back and let us just let us watch the fucking fight there is a time for shaky cam and a time for not shaky cam uh we will discuss this later with do you know when do you know when the, the, the best time for shaky cam was the board, the first born movie. Fucking leave it there. Okay? Well, that's I, the, I, I would argue. I, I think the the shaky cam in uh, the Godzilla minus one trailer, which we'll come to later, is superb. Okay. Yeah. I think if yeah. you're trying to evoke uh, panic, chaos, um, yes. you know, uh, then that kind of frenetic camera movement uh saving private ryan's a great example of of that working reasonably well yeah, although you know spielberg doesn't shake too much but there there's a bit of it um but not for sword fights no no especially uh, yeah. not when they can actually sword fight because that's what you do when you've got like fucking steven seagal he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing and he's just waving <laughs> a fucking knife around in front of the yeah. camera that's like okay we'll just shake it up a bit and that'll be fine you know yeah. No, not when not when they're actually capable. Um, that's really frustrating, especially if you can see that they are capable of the sword fight, but the direction is letting them down. That's a real yes. shame. And there's a there's a because really... that is what you watch a musket. And I mean, characterization aside yes. and great mm-hmm. acting aside, you're watching it for some sword fights. Exactly, it's kind of what it's about. Um, it's it's slightly annoying because I think there is a good movie here. Yeah. Um. Was it enough for you to watch the sequel? Yes. Okay, that's something. So I will give it that. I will definitely get, and I will, I will definitely watch. Because, like I said, they're not bad, really bad performances. They're not. Kessel, you know, he, he's he's great. He's do, he's Vincent Kessel. He's do he's doing a a a, a, a really a pretty good, um, Athos. I just think he would have been a better cardinal. And sure. Like I said, that's just a personal thing. I think what he does. As that character is actually pretty good. He's he's as good as it is. Milady, she it's Eva Green, and it's it's a good performance. It's just it's just I wanted something a little more, you know. Maybe I'm just being greedy. Maybe I just maybe a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, like I said mostly it's it's directed well. The performances, with the uh, with the exception of a few like the Cardinal, I think, is a non-entity. But I think that's more because of the fact that you don't see enough of him. 
and you, he's not given, I, I don't think. Because I think there's probably, you know, scenes where he probably would have been a little more threatening, maybe more menacing. But in this, he doesn't really have that. You know, in, in the Michael York one, it's it's um, it's uh, Charlton Heston. And Charlton Heston just has this gravitas where he can be threatening by just looming over a character, you know? Oh, yeah. He, he, th- that this guy doesn't have that, and it's it's a little bit, you know, just just disappointing for, mm. for me. Um, but as I said, I will watch the second because I'm hoping that the, the second one will redeem redeem it. Maybe, you know, maybe pick it pick it up a, a notch or two because mm-hmm. it's it's not a bad v- version by any you know shape. shape. It's 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 not. It's not a bad version at all, and I've seen so many fucking awful versions. There's currently a a, a, a a version at the moment, which I've seen the trailer for, that's got uh, a black D'Artagnan and, um, oh, what's his name? Is it Cosmo? Michael Cosmo? It's a big sort of English actor or Scottish actor. He's he's playing, I think, Travail, and it's like, I saw the trailer for that and was like, whoa, I'm not touching that one. So it's nowhere near that bad, um, and it's you know it, it does it kind of what it, it says it was, and it, it kind of adds things. But maybe I think because it's added these new elements, I think it kind of takes away from what it is. It doesn't give you the time to to develop what's already there. Sure. Um, so I I kind of would I I'd say. If you've seen other versions and you like the Musketeers, I said I would say give it a go. I, I would say if you haven't ever seen a Musketeers version, I would say watch the seventies one or watch earlier versions. Yeah. First. Okay. Don't, I, I would personally say don't make this your first ever. No, no, no. Musketeers sure. Yeah, yeah. Movie. But. As I as I said, I would watch this. I'm I am gonna. I will watch the second. So hmm. you know, it's it's a bit of a mixed bag. Okay, fair enough. Well, let's uh, let's move on to um, Alien, eighteen ninety seven, the uh, last voyage of the Demeter, a film that we've both watched. Yeah. Uh, quite separately, I was kind of secretly hoping you'd have watched it as well. So worked out quite well. Um, so, uh, effectively, uh, adapting the, the captain's log from, yeah. um, Bram Stoker's novel, uh, a very it, small part of the novel. It is. It's a very big part of this film. Yes. Uh, so yes, effectively film is, you know, it, it opens with the merchant ship Demeter, uh, kind of coming in, washing up barely intact you know ruined and and they they find the the captain's log and then we kind of get the recap of of how the ship got to where it is um <laughs> obviously you know they uh they have a, a, a dracula on board um yeah. and uh he uh he is going to take them out one by one um uh directed by um i i forget his name andre uh Overdahl. Now, now I really like his other work. Uh, I'm a big fan. I Troll Hunter was great. Um, Troll Hunter's great. I I quite liked um, 
the uh, autopsy of John Doe, I, I thought was that, good. That's been on my list for ages. It's, it's good. I, I quite like that movie. It's, it's... Um, and I thought Scary Story was, was okay. Like mm. I, I didn't didn't dislike it. Um, and and I will say, I think this movie, for the most part, was reasonably well shot. Um, I, I I think some of the some of the shots are actually quite great in this. Yeah, there's some really beautiful uh, shots in it. And similarly, I, I think it's really well acted. I think the cast are pretty good yep. for the most part. Um, I, I will say, Liam Cunningham is massively underused. Dude, that dude, like, he's a, he's kind of criminally underused in almost everything he's in, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. He is so talented. And, like, as soon as I saw him in this, I was like, oh, awesome. Yep, I thought, you oh, know. well, the captain's role is going yeah. to be captain, The captain's role is nailed. I know, and and he he, I we won't go in too much into spoilers, but he lasts a very long time for someone with so little screen time. Yeah, that's that's like okay. I thought so, he's okay. gonna die in the opening fucking scenes, and then that'll be that. But um, okay, certain spoilers are gonna be yeah, some of like, it's inevitable. Yes, because we, we all know what happened. I mean, I'm gonna say we all know. Most people who've who've ever seen a, a Dracula movie or, or read, read a book. Thing, that has the has the Demeter in yes. knows that everybody on board dies. Well, this is the this is the central problem of a, of a film like this. You know, yeah. you you're you're making a Titanic. Oh, the one that jumps overboard. Yes, but you're you're making a Titanic movie. We we know how your movie's ending. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and you're making a, a a Last Voyage of the Demeter movie, a movie about the Demeter. Yeah. We know all hands killed on board. I think um, the captain is the la- is the last guy on the on the wheel. Is yes, is kind of how it, it's set up. So you think, oh well, Liam, Cal- you know, Cal- is going to be going to be great. Yeah, no, no. It's like, like he, he's, he's on screen. He's, he's great. present. He is present for a very long time in this film he is on screen very little in this film yeah um yes but you're right he's criminally underused uh he is tremendous every time he is on screen Mm -hmm. um so rounding out the cast um cory hawkins is clemens uh doctor who joins the demeter kind of last minute saves the captain's son so the captain kind of takes him on grandson Um, grandson sorry yes grandson um we have uh, a listening Fran Frank yeah, I'm just gonna butcher that name. She plays Anna, um, who is a stowaway um yeah. uh, aboard the ship. Um we've got uh who else have we got in this? So we've got John John uh, Barros is, is Joseph. Yes, we've got the cook, David yeah. um, David Das Dasmelchen. Who is a gr- he's another great actor and he's superb in this actually and i thought he was really yeah. good he's, it's nice to see him get a bigger role because he quite often just does small roles and he's always yeah. really good but i think he's, he's i think he's his most crowd-pleasing role is the is it the spot yes in in, in um suicide, suicide squad, squad. He, yeah i think people absolutely love that character and of course his character in um ant-man as well people you know, even though he's not in it an awful lot, what he does with that character and Ant-Man is great. Yeah, uh, I always remember him from The Dark Knight. That's always the film I think of him at, from. And I know it's a really tiny role, but I always <laughs> remember him from that role. Um, I think he just does a really good job. But uh, yeah, so the cast, I thought, were, were superb for the most part. Um, so I, I, I think I, I will say yeah. I didn't hate this movie. Um, no. I liked it. 
I think it's pretty average. Yeah. Is where I am. I'd, I'd go with that. I think the problem is I can see that this could have been brilliant. The problem they have is they really wanted to have a, they wanted to do a monster movie. Yeah. And they've kind of picked the wrong monster. The thing I didn't understand, and, and maybe you felt this way, I I really dug it at first when mm-hmm. when Dracula was quite monstrous. Yeah. Uh, because I thought he is desperate for blood, mm-hmm. and, and, and through the movie he's going to feed and become more human. Yeah. But he, he doesn't. <laughs> Um, Not really, no. They, 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 he's gone... pretty much just man bat the entire film. Yeah, and I was. Yeah, like... I was gonna say he's he's basically he, he's a nozzy in this. He's he's, mm-hmm. he's blatantly you, you're yeah. not you're nozzy. But even to the point where, and this isn't really a spoiler. You fucking know if you know the story of Dracula, you know he makes it to fucking England. This is not a spoiler. Yeah. Uh, even when he's in England, he still looks like a fucking hideous creature. I'm like, how does this yeah. work now? Um, I guess you know. But, but, <laughs> the weird thing is, I thought is, is is okay. So he he's got uh, so it's, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but mm-hmm. so the stowaway is actually his meal. It's, yes, it's in one of his boxes of earth. Yes, and she yeah. Anna um, Anna has been sustaining him through yeah, his trip. Yeah, she, she's a Roma girl that they've put on there to basically be Which his, like I liked as as a as a, his, as a as an explanation as to how he survived the trip, I liked that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it did immediately then throw my theory out the window of him being desperate for blood. Yeah, and then he slaughters every one of the animals. Like, but not like any, with any subtlety no or finesse. anything. No He just completely... <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, rabid dog must have done this. Um, He's like, where the fuck is a rabid dog come from? What? Well, they blame the dog oh, that's clearly blame, not yeah, rabid. The ship's dog, the ship's dog is yes. super chill as well. And it's like, no. The ship's dog is lovely. Uh, uh, yes, this uh, is one of the biggest problems with this movie, actually, is is the, the crew's inability to worry or panic about what the fuck's going on. Like, people start disappearing. For days on end, people are just disappearing. And they're like, where did he go? Uh, I don't know. Some blood and some shit over there. It's actually, it's actually worse than that because there's an initial sort of um, panic and there's an initial, initial oh, well, they're worried evil. that it's and, a virus. The cook, the cook is really religious and really like, you know, oh, it's evil, blah, 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 blah. And we, we've already had, when they're loading the boxes at the beginning, there was already, a, uh, he needs, I think it was like two, three crewmen. So he, the, the, uh, the captain goes to the, the like the recruiting office or whatever the hell it is or the yeah. tavern, and he says, "Oh, I need three people." Blah blah blah, and they go along the thing, and uh, Clements is there, and he says, "Oh, I'm a doctor." Blah blah blah, and they're like, "Oh no, don't want you." They grab this bloke. This bloke comes along. He sees the symbol of the dragon on the boxes, and like he's like, "Nope, fuck this shit. I'm out. Yeah, no yeah. way. Yeah, fuck off." Now. We all know fucking sailors are superstitious lot. They do this sort of thing where they're like superstitious for five minutes and then they forget it. And then they get over it. Yeah, like really quickly. It's, it's like... And and honestly, uh, I, I know this movie does kind of, it, it leans into the racism of the period and, and stuff. And, I, and I'm fine with that, uh, honestly. I actually liked the fact that they had, so... So did I. So, liked, but, but I will say... The, black doctor, the first black doctor... 
in from Cambridge. Yeah. And, and that know, was great. He couldn't get a job. Uh, that's how you, for me, that's how you do that, I, that character. I completely period. agree. I, I will say the, 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 the thing I have, I, the only thing I take issue with in that whole scenario, because I, I am actually fully on board with the, the the racial commentary in this film the thing mm-hmm. i don't get is is this like you said it's at odds with this superstition if i'm superstitious if i'm nervous uh because they're massively superstitious about the the uh having a woman on board is like they're yeah. like oh my god it's bad luck she's brought this on us and you know whatever if i yeah. was superstitious and paranoid about all of this stuff i'd be like you're a fucking doctor yeah you're coming <laughs> we need a doctor that you are you are on board my friend yeah you are a hundred percent on board this yeah year. it is a bit weird they obviously wanted to go for the hero things sure and it, yeah it's fine it's a little contrived because it is yeah. like a ship's doctor would be fucking but, useful guys you know be the worst thing about the crew and how stupid they are uh-huh is so they all the animals are, are slaughtered yeah. Um, they don't bother to stop, and because oh, they can't stop because they got they they need that money, and it's like, really, okay, <laughs> fine. And then worse than that, so okay, this is going to be a spoiler. One of the crewmen basically gets bitten and turns, and he's on the deck. <laughs> yes, and they see him catch fire. He bur- no, don't just catch time. fire, not a little bit. He no, 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 explodes yeah. into flames. He full on, you know, burns out. Yeah, right. No. They get over it pretty quick. They one, they get over it pretty quickly, and two, <laughs> they then think, well, the monster, the creature that made them, the creature that's turned, the him, creature that only attacks during the night. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Could it be? I'm going to go and look for that creature in the dark at fucking night. I know. <laughs> you think? Hang on a minute, right? You've got you you've got the rigging. You you you've got the ability to take out these crates onto the deck in sunlight yeah imagine imagine dracula coming out of his crate mm-hmm. and discovering it's fucking outside in the day yeah <laughs> you know just smash him open on the deck problem solved i i think one of the biggest problems this film has is that it's a neat concept but yes. a merchant ship is not big enough like it's not I really was big enough. How big the ship was? That... I mean, it's a big ship, but it's not really big enough for a no, full-size no, Dracula no, no. to be hiding around all the no. time and then and never the finding it. The, the, in the in the in the book and in most versions, the crew start getting ill. They start. Yes, dying it's off. much more it's, subtle, and that would have worked far better. Yeah, um, it's not a monster is rampaging through the fucking ship. I mean, the, the, and taking out all the animals. The livestock the thing alone was like jesus christ like how unsubtle is this dracula yeah you know because dracula is shown to have a lot of intelligence and he's uh-huh. quite a smart person yeah, no, this was creature. Just the monster. yeah he was just a mindless creature the way he was yeah. behaving um, and he looked fucking cool oh no the, the the i i love a lot of the visuals of this this film i really like um some of the the some of the cg doesn't land but some of it certainly when he's flying around in the fog outside in the rain that Mm -hmm. stuff looks great i was like this is awesome some really beautiful shots of him slips you know flying around the rigging and stuff yeah and and the sails really really cool and you know when there's certain bits where he attacks people that like wow that's actually Mm. really fucking cool there's a bit with uh okay i won't specifically say who because i don't want to spoil it too much Mm mm-hmm there's one specific character he where he's um he's in a cabin yes and there are there's like a, a a sort of brief siege of that cabin yeah 
and how that scene plays out. All lovely, beautifully done. Yeah. Really great scene. Really effective. Really well acted by that specific actor. I think when you see the movie, you'll know what I'm, who, what I'm, who I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't because I don't want to spoil that scene because it's such a good scene. Um, there, and that's I think one of the problems with this movie. There are so many little glimmers of what what could be, but in I I think if you're gonna do Nosferatu. I mean, yeah. even even Nosferatu. I mean, even Orlok or, or Dracula. In that, that horrible. And he's he's monstrous, but he he you know he could pass as just someone that's kind of quite an ugly, weird looking human. Yes, this is clearly a monster. There yeah, is no, 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 no doubt. This is full on monster. Um, and the thing that they did with Nosferatu is they're they're reasonably close to the to the story of the Demeter, where it is it's a plague. They think it's a plague on the ship. They've brought yeah. a plague into London. Um, you know, the the, the ship yeah. arrives and everyone's died of plague, but the, the logbook says they got ill and died. Is it Antwerp? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the... That's the and and if they'd done it subtle, that could have really worked. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was more of a, of a stalking thing and less of the, of the actual... That would have been great. I mean, what... <sighs> The other thing that that doesn't really make sense is the timeline that goes along for this mm. is all the stuff with when he's being the monstrous and you know kind of finishing off the crew should have been done like on the last day. Yeah, because it's a long journey from bloody Romania to yeah. Yeah, England. well, I I thought that when shit. they when he killed all of the livestock, I was like, guys, don't you need to fucking turn around now? Do you have food yes. to make this voyage now? Yeah, they, it was too. It was done too early. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, I know that they're, what they're doing is they're saying, oh no, this this is a monstrous Dracula. He needs the blood. He needs it, so he's gonna. Yeah, but the crew would logically be like, we need to pull into some port on the exactly. way. We're not like going to already, make it. Alarm bell should be ringing, and I don't care about the money because. Because I don't want to starve to death at sea. Yeah, exactly. We're either starved to death or this thing will kill us all. Yeah, it just doesn't really make sense in the movie. Is no, but I I would say I I do think you know there are some great shots in this film. Yes, Uh, I think the cast are great. I really liked um, Corey Hawkins as Clemens. I actually thought was really good. Yeah, he's actually really good. Um, and I really loved um the uh the first mate. I I thought his that performance was superb. Um. And as you said, you know, the captain, uh, Liam Cunningham's always good. And Corey Hawkins, actually... um, I thought he was fantastic in this. Another example of uh, American doing an actually pretty good accent. properly good accent. He, Um, as an actual British person, he pulled off really well. Yeah, it's... it's, I mean, obviously there are bits and pieces where you, you, you notice... But it's usually, usually it's painful, right? The, the, he was really good. In in within the last no, last year, yeah. the, the only be- better when when that that is, I forget the name of the actor, but it was a guy who played um, uh, Lemon, no Tangerine. Is it Tangerine or Lemon in um, Bullet Train? Oh yes, his yeah. Cockney accent was fucking amazing. Yes, it was. It was very. He good. was so good because he's American as well. Yeah, and his Cockney accent was. Because I think maybe because he was with, he spent a lot of time with um, Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson. Possibly, I think they they helped him out greatly with with his yeah with accent yeah. in that. It's I mean the alternate is uh, um, oh, what's his face who plays Rody 
in um which uh in iron man the second one the second roadie um yeah uh oh my god don cheadle don cheadle don cheadle does a, a cockney in now what film is it fuck is it not the italian is it the italian job or was it I don't what ever a... remember Don Cheadle doing a Cockney accent. Oh, dude, I can't remember what bloody movie it is now off the top of my head. Don Cheadle's doing a Cockney accent in one of, this, one of the, these movies, and it is so bad. Oh, no, because I think Don Cheadle's a great actor, oh, no. actually. Don Cheadle, I'm not this is Don just Don like Cheadle. a one-off time. He I just Cheadle, massively missed the mark. Cockney, he, he's oh, Cockney no. Accent. I'm glad I missed that. Brutally bad. Um, <laughs> Maybe I've this... erased it from my brain. But, um, Corey Hawkins, no. He's great. I, 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 I liked his performance. Liked his uh, his uh, thing, and I said, "Bloody Leon Cunningham, so underused." Mm. It's like you, I, I, I kind of thought he would be the main character. Actually, well, it's the captain's log. Yes, so you kind of assume that you know he's going to be the last person. Um, now, obviously, you know they they choose not to do that, and uh, you you do get this thing at the end. I I did think at the end I was gonna I was like, you know I. <sighs> The thing is, like, well, spoilers. Of... Like, there's, there, there's, there's spoilers on there. there there's because no of the way it. the movie was going, I knew that was how it was going to end. Well, I knew that was how it was going to end, right? But I was like, are they going to say at the end that his name is actually Van Helsing <laughs> or something oh, like God, that? I'm glad they didn't I was do that. like, are you going to do that? And they didn't. Thankfully, they didn't do well, that. But I, you do get this awkward ending where I where the the survivors. The you thought actually, I did think. Oh, are they going to make him Van Helsing? Yes, yeah. or Stewart, uh, Seward. Yes, yeah, but I, I did, I did have that moment, and then I was like, okay, they're not going to do that. But then there's yeah. this really awkward thing where he's like, I am going to hunt and kill Dracula, and it's like, and he went on to do none of those things because we know the story. <laughs> I did like the callback in that scene, though. No, no, it was great. It, again, really well filmed scene, nice callback. Cool. Nice, yeah, it was, it was, you know, I mean, again, you could see what they were gonna. I knew they were gonna do it. Yeah, as soon as they he got where he was getting going mm-hmm. i thought oh that's he's gonna do yeah the, the thing with the ship yeah let, let, let's say yeah yeah and it was kind of cool it was cool i like i did like that um i feel like we've said a lot of negative about this film i did enjoy it and i and i would recommend watching yes. it just with the caveat uh-huh. that it is kind of silly yeah it's it... uh mainly due to mainly due to their obsession with making dracula this Monsters. feral beast yeah um Pro- probably monstrous which i think again and it just makes him look dumb because it's like you would you would drag this out as long as possible and keep the blood supply going as long as possible that's the problem with the movie is that they've they they've written it in a way that doesn't work with what they're trying to do yes if with a few tweaks and making it it's gonna be great making it more gradual yeah would have made a lot more sense you know have the first you know they could have all they all they needed to do was have the first part of the voyage just a few little hints that something's happening you know yes, just absolutely oh, some like some of the one or two of the animals oh uh, yeah the the ship's or, dog got into one of the cages yeah, killed exactly. one of the animals With a few tweaks it could have made a lot more sense yeah agreed. But, but they wanted to hit you so hard early <clears throat> that it just didn't work didn't yeah. make sense within that yeah I, I agree i agree so yeah like you said i would 
recommend it to certainly. I had fun, and and I think the cast are great. I think the direction's really good. Yes, it's just the 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 setup doesn't quite work for the story they're telling. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's 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 fun. Yeah, and it's got some great performances. So, Mm -hmm. you know. Anyway, what else have you watched? Uh, So I will go with uh, the electrical life of Louis Wayne. Sure. So this is a it's it's a couple of years old, uh, Mm -hmm. but it's just come out on Netflix, and I thought on a on a whim, uh, I I went for it mainly because for two reasons. One, I it's a Victorian set bio, and that's that's my 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 deal. I love Victorian stuff. And cats um, are cool. And I do Cumberbatch is one of those actors that I love and hate. He's he he can be great and he can also be a pain in the ass. I he's he's one of those weird actors for me that, that I I I flip from loving and hating. Sure. Uh, and and I thought I saw the, the tra- I watched the trailer again because I, I was tempted when it first came out to go and see it at the cinema and I didn't. Right. And then I saw the trailer again. I thought, okay, I'm fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. So we basically it's 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 about uh, the, the artist Louis Wayne who um, painted cats. Yeah. Uh, he 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 was an he was a, he was an illustrator, but um, he basically um, he he worked for for the Illustrated News. And if most, you know, early stuff was, was, you know, uh, going to agricultural shows and, and things like that. And he could draw from memory and he could draw, you know, animals incredibly quickly, like really, really quickly. And um, so that was one of the reasons why. I was, however, he was incredibly eccentric. Mm-hmm. Um, not just eccentric. Actually, he was schizophrenic. Um, but obviously, it, you know, he, he at first... He just came across as a, as eccentric. Um, he had he lived in a house. His father had, uh, had died. Well, in the beginning, we, when we first get there, we see him in, a, in an asylum in later life, um, and then it moves to basically the funeral of his father, and um, he's he's living in this in this this house. Uh, they have very little money, but they they obviously were a well-to-do family at one point but then they're now living on what he earns and there are like six of them i think it is hmm. so he's all these sisters and his mother and um he is obsessed with electricity right so he he has these ideas that he's going to be a um a playwright and a um a composer and he's going to invent. He, he's got all these pattern pendings on electrical idea, electrical devices, and electrical ideas. So he has this sort of thing. And the, the the drawing is very much second to him. It's he kind of only really does it because it makes him money, right? To which his his oldest sister, uh, Caroline, played by uh, the the wonderful Andrea Riseborough, um, despairs. She's like, no, no, no. What are you doing? Because he's offered this job and he doesn't take it. And and she's like, you know, we're 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 in debt. You know, we haven't we got to pay the butcher's bill and we've got to pay the the, the, the milk bill and we've got all these bills that we need. To, and you're you know you're just being you. Why can't you know you need you can make money? And he's like, okay. So he takes the job. Um, 
Emily Richardson, played by, again, the wonderful Claire Foy, um, is their new governess. Now, she's slightly odd, too. When we first are introduced to her character, for some reason, she's hiding in the wardrobe. Right. Um, so we learn that she gets anxiety, and when she gets anxious, she wants to be alone, so she hides herself away. Um, <laughs> the, the older sister basically wants to get rid of her. Um, but Louis basically falls in love falls in love with her. And he, she, with him, and they have this sort of amazing relationship where she recognises, you know, what he sees in the world and how he sees the world and how he sees cats and how he sees, you know, these things, the, 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 these amazing things. So they, they basically, uh, truncating here, they they basically get married and they move away. Um, and he still supports his family, mm-hmm. but he's uh, they, they through an incident in a theatre uh, toilets. Um, they are the talk of the town, uh, much to his older sister's older sister's complete shock and horror. So that's when they decide to like move to the country away from 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 it all. Uh, and while there. Um, they find a cat in their new home and they, they give it a name and they, they take it for walks and things and um, he does all these drawings of it and <clears throat> he ends up being instru- this is completely true he ends up being instrumental in the way we now see cats because before the 1800s cats weren't certainly in England weren't really pets they were mousers they were something that you had to get rid of mice they were kind of seen with superstition and cats weren't really you know that beloved then it was a household pet was a dog Mm. household pets were not really cats they were just something that a family would have literally just to be to mousers yeah his illustrations of, of cats, <clears throat> um, very anthropomorphized cats, and I didn't know a lot about this this artist. I know he, I know of his work. There was, I, I know a lot of the, the the you know there are like pictures of cats fishing, and there were there are cat children arguing in school, and and all that sort of stuff. So it's it, it's that kind of you know you know the 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 picture of the dogs playing cards that. Every, you know, he's in loads of movies and everybody knows that picture. It's like that for, for cats. Right. Um, and he basically, the you know, the Cat Appreciation Society kind of started from getting more traction. And pe- women and children started seeing cats as cute and actually more worthy of being pets, kind of through his work. And it, it, it sounds ridiculous, but it's it's actually true. Mm. Um, unfortunately, he becomes more erratic and more. He 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 has this theory that um, cats cats brains will get bigger, they will turn blue, and they will become a, a sentient walking and talking race. Mm. He has you know this is he's completely convinced that this is is what will happen. And I'm slightly going to spoil things. Um, but um, his his wife um, 
basically gets cancer and she's kind of the only thing that grounds him she she's the only one that really sees the way he is and that, the, what you know what he brings to the world as it as it were and he it despairs that um without her he you know will will become something else he, he he has this reoccurring dream that he's had from childhood where he's drowning and he he she sort of whenever that happens to him she you know she sort she grounds him she she sets him out he and, and after that it, after she dies it gets sort of worse for him and one of his his younger sisters uh Mary played by Hedy Squires she ends up um having a more severe form of schizophrenia and right. she ends up um he moves back with his sisters and they move to the country so that she can if at first so that they can kind of he can support them they can support him and they can support each other better um but she ends up um in a basically being institutionalized and it's got amazing uh cast you've got toby jones as, as uh, sir william ingram who who throughout his life supported him he he sees um that i think without his help and without the money that he gave him the family probably would have starved and and been completely destitute and his character is, is great there's um all of the sisters uh sharon rooney amy lee wood they're all really great actors you've got adam uh, Akatar is, is this guy that he, he bumps into on a train who comes into his life later and, and, and helps him out. Um, well, Richard Iowadi's in it as the composer Henry Wood. I love Richard Iowadi. Um, Julian Barrett as Dr. Elphick. Very small things. Now, this is the weirdest one, and I kind of love it, and it, it's also just almost too weird. So they have Nick Cave, another Nick Cave uh, performance. Nick Cave as H.G. Wells. <laughs> it's just, I'm, just not, like, I'm not sure how I feel about that. It, that's, I that's mean, it might thing. work. I don't know. No, but it's even weirder than that because I, I, it's not really a spoiler, but I, I, you know what H.G. Wells looks like. H.G. Yeah, Wells yeah. was quite a stocky... Well, most pictures of, of you see of H.G. Wells show him as quite a stocky chap with a, with a big bristling moustache yeah um <laughs> this version of of hg wells is just nick cave right nick cave is like look i'm, yeah. I'm on i'm on no. tour i'm not fucking it's... doing anything i'll just yeah, rock up just him. like he's he's basically recording a radio or say recording he's doing a radio message for, sure. for for reasons i won't go into um but he's doing this radio message and it's, it's hg wells and it's just like well that's just nick cave being Nick Cave. It's yeah. really fucking weird. But it, uh, and the thing is, is it's this is going to sound odd because of what I'm going to say about the next movie I'm going to going to um, uh, review. But it, for me, it kind of worked in the weirdness of the movie, and the movie itself is filmed at times with these. You have these um, these scenes where. It's they become the scene will become a painting, right? They'll they'll be sat. He'll be sat in in this sort of field, and it'll become this this painting. And it, it, it 
it's it's the, the CG's not great, but it, it's from what they're doing, it looks beautiful. Um, he's, as his life went on and he became more erratic and became more, well, I guess, as the schizophrenia became more entrenched. Yeah, his cats became more psychedelic even, and there are his later work almost looks like pop art. It's Oh, wow. Really weird, sort of like floral cats and like really sort of odd, oddly beautiful sort of surreal images of, of the of these of these cats. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and his, his this over sort of abiding thing in his life that was electricity. He he saw all life as electricity and all electricity as as there's, there's a scene where he goes to a boxing match. And there's a, the, a particular boxer who is who's quite a small chap compared to who he's fighting, but he was this big famous chap, uh, boxer because he was flamboyant and he knew how to work the crowd. And and he he says that's it. He has the electricity. He's he this is what I'm talking about. And his his friend um, doesn't get it. His friend's like I, I don't know what you mean. I don't understand what you're saying. He says no no no. Look at him. Look at the way he, the effect he has on the crowd. This is elect. This is what electricity is and stuff. And and it's. It's really weird because he obviously has these sort of uh, amazing ideas, but no one fucking under, understands him at all. Mm. And because he has these sort of moments where, you know, he, he's at this cat fate at one point and he starts talking to this woman, like I said, about his idea of, oh, cats will evolve into these, in, they'll turn blue because of lightning. And it's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, th- this movie hit me quite a lot. There wasn't, a lot of times where I was like, oh my God, tearing up. Benedict Cumberbatch in this is utterly amazing. Mm. See, is, like you I, said though, when he, when he, when he's on. Yes. He is on. Um, I, I think this is my favorite Cumberbatch performance. Wow. Really? I love this movie so That's much. That's incredible. And it's, it's not, it's, again, it's, it's, it's a quite an odd quirky movie at times. Yeah. It's, it has these little bits that, you, that, that, you know, because it, because of how he the character is, because of how this this guy saw the world, and it, it shows you how he saw the world, you know. And that's it's not weird for weirdness's sake. It's because of his sure. condition and because of how he saw things, and that's what worked for me. It's so brilliant, and it's directed by Will uh, Will Sharp, who um, is is actually he's an is he, is a, an actor who. I've seen a number of things that I quite liked. He was in um, this uh, Flowers and Gary Hadji, um, and I think um, I think this is his first. Uh, I think this is directorial de- debut, and it's wonderful. He does a, such a wonderful job of of bringing out these characters, and they're all really good. Claire Foy is a wonderful as his wife, and Toby Jones is you know it's, it's only a small part, but it's Toby Jones, and he, he's wonderful as. He, as his sort of mentor and, and the guy who kind of saves him and a, a number of times. And all of his sisters are all wonderfully played uh, by these, these great actresses. I, I can't um, say how much I love this movie. I, I, I can't express how much I love this movie. It's so beautifully done. It's so wonderful. And it's, like I said, my favorite, it's now my favorite um, Cumberbatch performance. He's so good as this incredibly talented, um, but you know, ill man. Yeah, and and progressively. Yes, progressively, you know, w- worse. And 
you know, it, it's it's a, it's a it's true. There's one I would say he in in his life because he only saw these things as these pictures as as you know oh it's just something that I do. Hmm. He never copywrote any of them. Wow. So he never got any bloody money from any of it. Really, he was only got what he was paid for his initial payments. He never got you know. So people could reproduce all of his work whenever they bloody well wanted. That's such a shame. And it's it's all yeah it's awful what what you know what happened to to him was and his it was was terrible, and it's done in this so well and in, at times so delicately. Mm. I fucking love this movie, uh, and as I said, it is really not going to be for everybody, you know. But I would say anybody who has it, who loves uh, biographies and anybody who loves art and uh, Victorian uh, art. I think they'll love this movie. I think it's 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 so nice. It's so beautifully done, and it's it will really hit you in the feels. It's a great movie. I love it. Mm. Abs- I, I just only wish I would have seen it in the cinema. Okay. I wish I would have seen it earlier. Well, that's great news. I I, I may well watch this. The last uh, a biographical film I watched of his was Turing, and I wasn't so impressed mm. by that one. No. I, um, I, he's much better in this oh great i I will definitely check this out um based on what you're saying sounds great um well awesome um i have watched a long time ago uh older (laughs) sorry in a galaxy far far away Uh, no fuck no i don't go there anymore uh fuck yes. that uh i watched it to me now yeah it is it really is um uh older gods uh which is uh a reasonably well very low budget uh lovecraftian style horror movie um i wh- don't know how i missed this one i it's it's very low budget and uh i i don't think it's been a lot of press a friend of mine kind of mentioned it because he knows i like the uh the lovecraftian stuff um this is a a low budget indie movie shot during the pandemic um and so i i will forgive it some of the things you know so you can kind of see the pandemic and and budget kind of creeping in in places um there are a lot of phone calls uh, you know, conversations over the phone as opposed to in person, and uh, um, and all of that. Uh, that aside, um, so it's not a period movie then. No, no, it it's not a period movie. Um, basically, a uh, it's it's kind of modernish day, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, effectively, a a man um has a he has a pregnant, heavily pregnant wife. Um, and uh, he he gets a message from his friend who has died a video message and so uh he heads to uh to try and investigate this this kind of apocalyptic cult that that he feels caused the death of his friend um the the film uh is very it, it's very lovecraftian in that it's a descent into madness um oh. it's done from a very human perspective you get glimpses of otherworldly being and uh the being speaks to him tries to actively uh get him to come on board uh with the cult thing um 
but for the most part it is uh it's a very dialogue heavy movie you're not going to get much in the way of of outright gore and horror there's there's moments but um it, it's much more <clears throat> a, a a dialogue character driven film uh on quite a small scale you get you know people seemingly stalking him and uh he's hearing voices and um you get some really interesting scenes like there's a, there's a scene with a police officer who uh, which i actually thought was really kind of creepy and, and weird um in in that kind of way of like well you're on your own in this place in the middle of nowhere and this policeman's saying real sus stuff you know and then they're just kind of he says something as he leaves and it was just like oh wow that would really make me unsettled actually that's kind of uh kind of creepy um it's uh yeah like i said it's clearly low budget but it is very well directed some of the shots are really really pretty in this film and i think that the lead performance um i'm not sure the name of the the actor i'm just going to try and find it but the lead performance is superb uh which is you know good because he's you know most of what you're seeing uh, throughout the throughout the movie yeah. um where it kind of falters for me uh i mean first of all i don't think this film's going to be for everyone if you're going into a into this movie wanting the the kind of gore or body horror or anything else you're, you're not going to get that it's not that kind of movie um particularly yeah um but um the uh the the cast is 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 fine for the most part the the biggest problem i had uh to be honest is and i'm not sure who it was but the the girlfriend or wife on the phone yeah uh because she's calling him the whole time he's out there she's like we need you back home like you know kind of important things happening back home could you come back um a lot of that feels like very it's almost painful exposition in places and i I don't think it's necessarily the writing as much as it is the delivery um but i kind of feel like there were a couple of scenes in this particularly towards the end where you feel like they probably wanted them to be in the same room but couldn't because of covid so they kind of made it a phone call instead so it kind of feels a bit awkward in places um and some of the delivery feels a bit awkward um that aside though i really enjoyed this film um i don't think it's going to be for everyone due to the 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 lack of gore and and you know jump scares and stuff it's much more of a psychological uh film um you know creepy walks in the woods and and creepy stalkers outside the house um and uh you know cthulhu like deities talking in your brain um with occasional glimpses you do get glimpses but um i i really enjoyed this for for the for the budget uh and considering it's filmed during the pandemic i think it's probably one of the better pandemic movies i've seen um so yeah i i really enjoyed it and i would definitely recommend it i think you'll enjoy it yeah i think think it's one for you it's on amazon i think i think that's where i saw it i can't remember where i saw it it was ages ago because i think i saw this film you know sometimes we if sometimes films fall into that awkward period where we've just done an episode and the next episode's a deep dive so then it's like one week the next week we're doing the deep dive and then the week so it's like a maximum period of time between me like i think i might have watched this like after we've recorded an episode so it's kind of like immediate and then i have to wait ages so i'm kind of remembering trying to remember what it was like but um yeah i i really recommend this film if if what i've said sounds like it's for you so that's, the, so that's older gods older gods yes older um gods. 
if you're looking for Terrifier, it's not that kind of film. <laughs> but if you are looking for a more psychological uh, kind of character study movie, yeah. yeah Which is, the thing well is, this, time. is, this is what we kind of promote horror-wise. Is that more sort of like the idea that unsettling and yes. creepy than, well, than and what people tend to think of as horror these days which is mostly jump scares and, and cats and jumping more. down in front of the camera and yeah and out of cupboards yeah i i and yeah, it's horror but it's it it's, is it is it's a certain sort of horror that i think i always say i think jump scares need to be earned and they rarely are yes. in hollywood um mm-hmm. and and also to be honest as much as i you know like i mean we loved uh underwater for 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 yeah. what it was really fun movie with yeah. a, a with a, a lovecraftian uh style it's creature <laughs> yeah i mean basically not in name but pretty much has yeah. cthulhu in it right uh great movie it's not lovecraftian in style though no. um this this is very lovecraftian in style this is a guy's slow descent into madness on his own because he's investigating fucking otherworldly creatures that's yeah. very lovecraftian that's really lovecraftian yeah, yeah so so it kind of nails that and if you're going in for a lovecraftian uh style of film that is actually in the style of of you know lovecraft it's modern day but it's it's that kind of style then yeah. then you will get that here um you know like i said just bear in mind as great as this film looks because it does genuinely is impressive how good this yeah. film looks in places it is very low budget and it was filmed during the pandemic so those two things in mind i i absolutely had a blast watching this film totally oh, recommend it uh next so uh the last movie is asteroid city the big one yeah so wes anderson directed so now this the, the cast list for this is ridiculous yeah it is insane Got Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Jeffrey Wright, Tom Hanks, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton. Uh, Everyone Maya wants Fox, to be in Wes Anderson Fred. movies, though, right? Sorry. Everyone wants to be in Wes Anderson movies. Oh well, yeah, I mean, like I he is, he is the man with a sense of quirkiness. Wants yeah. to be in yeah, yeah, Wes Anderson movie, hundred percent. So, I will, <laughs> I will say before I review this, I am not the biggest Wes Anderson fan. I need to be in the mood. Um, I really liked um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Sure. I quite liked uh, Dogs. Um, World Bombs. I quite enjoyed. Rushmore was okay. And as they've gone along, I less like them less and less, like I, I would probably say. Um, so this is... Uh, it's this is already has got a weird fucking structure. Oh, I enjoyed Moonrise Kingdom. I was trying to think of the name of it. Ah, uh, see, I really wanted to like Moonrise Kingdom, mm. but didn't. my uh, my ex introduced me to that film, and I, I actually really enjoyed it. But that's an aside. Yeah. So this is set in a retro futuristic fifties. Oh, okay. Um. Because I, I thought it was just set near a nuke town. <laughs> That's what it looked like to me. No. You know, like one of those towns that you nuke, well, that they nuke, the military nuke, where they set everything up and then nuke Yes. It, it yes, kind of looks like that to me. I know what you mean. Yes, it, it kind of is. Oh, yes. okay. Right. Um, but... <sighs> so the actual setup is, it's set in that sort of fifth, weird 
it's set in a 50s it never stopped yeah it, yeah well no no it, it's it's set in the 50s of everybody's idea of what the 50s is right i can't remember what the film was the other week we were watching that was a, a similar sort of thing that had it was set, oh i think it was like set, like what stranger things does for the fucking yes, 80s it yeah was something we were watching that was set in the 80s that it's the idea of what the 80s is to people yeah yeah so this is that but with the 50s sure and it starts with a uh, Brian Cranston doing kind of uh, Rod Serling. Right. Um, he is. Um, how do I explain this? So he is talking. He's, his scenes are in black and white, and it's filmed in a the box ratio, um, which is what actually Louis Wayne was filmed in as well, actually, which which quite, I quite liked. Um, yeah. So it's, his scenes are filmed in the in this in the square ratio, and. He explain he explains to you that this is a play right. written by Edward Norton's character Conrad Earp, and what we are seeing is a televised version of the play. Okay. And so you get this. This this does sound quite convoluted. Yes. So you get this these black and white scenes filmed where you're you're where it's. <laughs> it's the the actors being the actor uh, being the people be it, sorry, uh, <clears throat> so it's it, it's the it's like fourth kind where you've got Mila Jovovich is acting out the real life person she's acting as the real life person and then yes. the yeah they've got actors upon act they're actors being actors acting as yeah. people it just yeah so you get these scenes where they're they're supposed to be talking, they're talking about the play. Yes. And they're discussing the play. Uh-huh. And then you get the actual play, which is in colour and in, you know, Cinemascope and is all big, bright colours and this, you know, all the big 50 stuff and massive horizons and it all looks fake as fuck, obviously. Of course. <laughs> Detail is fucking amazing as usual with what you'd expect from, from Anderson. And within the play... You're introduced to uh, Jason Schwartzman's Augie Steenbeck, who is a war photographer. Okay. Um, and his son and three young daughters. Right. Um, now, his wife has died. Okay. But he hasn't told the kids yet. Oh. And it's been, I think, months. It seems like they've just been driving around the country. Right, uh, okay. And... I think the, the the older boy, uh, Woodrow, played by um, Jake Ryan, kind of has kind of figured that out himself. Sure. Um, but you know he hasn't been told, and the the little girls have no idea that their mother is dead. Right. Um, they break, so they're actually going to this town, uh, the asteroid city. Um, this this asteroid city is basically it's. Uh, just a great. It has a great big asteroid crater where millions of years ago an asteroid landed, uh, impacted, and that's why this town is is is, is there. Uh, it's not really much of an even town. The, there's a there's a train station and a flyover, uh, like a, a motorway flyover that hasn't been finished build. It's just a a ramp. It's an off ramp that goes nowhere. And there's a uh, like a hotel sort of thing which has these cabins and that's run by 
Steve Carell's character. And they've got really weird things like vending machines that give out like all sorts of things. But there's one specific vending machine that you put your money in and it gives you a, it, it gives you the deed to a plot of land there that right. You could, so there's like weird quirky shit like that, right? He, they, so he's taking his son there because they're going to have this science fair. Uh, and his son has created a uh, device that will project things onto the moon. Okay. Other kids that arrive, they've like invented ray guns and jetpacks and stuff like that, right? So that again, that tells you what you're dealing with. So their car actually basically explodes there. Um, they've got this mechanic uh, played by um, oh, what's his bloody name? Oh God. I forget his name. Anyway, there's this mechanic that says, oh, this, this car is... Says, oh, I've seen this happen before. It's either one of two things. Either it's e- really fixable or your car will explode and it'll do what happened to that car over there. And you're like, okay. Right. So he, 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 they, they kind of fi- he goes to fix it. And then something is, wow, this is a third option that I didn't see. So basically they're stranded there. So Jason Schwartzman then phones Tom Hanks and says, oh, uh, Tom Hanks, who is his, was his wife's father, he says, you, he says, oh, uh, you've got to come and get the girls. Uh, I'm in this town. Uh, and, and Tom Hanks is like, you haven't told them yet, have you? And he's like, no, I haven't told them. Like, the time never came up. It was never right. Ugh. Okay. So then he, he says, okay, I'll come and get the, the girls. I've got. So, blah, blah, blah. Right. You then got, you've got Scarlett Johansson, who's playing this character called Midge Campbell, who is an actress. And she's there with her daughter, who has invented a way of um, accelerating the growth of plants. Right. However, it then makes them toxic, so you can't eat them. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so they kind of, Scarlett Johansson and Jason Schwartzman's characters kind of have this thing. They're in these opposite ca- uh, cabins where they keep talking to each other through the, window, the windows and stuff. And then there is all the... There are so many characters in this. You've got um, Maya Hawke, who's like, who's like a this. Sort of, she, she's in charge of these kids uh, who were on like a coach trip to this place for the for the for the festival. And uh, <laughs> Liev Schreiber is one of the fathers. Uh, you've got oh, it, it's it's so difficult to just say. It's just full of fucking characters, right? <laughs> And you know me, you know I love quirky stuff, and you know I like weird things. This movie is, everything is fucking quirky. Every character is just a quirky character. Everything is just fucking quirky dialed up to 11. And I fucking hated it. Yeah, there's, I mean, there, there definitely comes a point where that just becomes tiresome. Yeah. And I, you know, it, it's it's about memory of how we see things. Again, it's like that, you know, our our idea of of, of how we see the, the the past and the future and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. And I know it's also about grief and moving on and trying to move on and trying to deal with grief. Yep, I get all that. That's fine. That, that that's all stuff that Wes Anderson has done many times. Yeah. Um, this movie, I just wanted to fucking end. I. I sat there and I thought, okay, I got to a point where I was like, uh, do I switch this movie off? 
and just not review it. Because <laughs> I can't review a movie I haven't that I haven't watched all the way through. No, but you. I guess at that point you were like, I pretty much know this movie now. But yeah, yeah. No, I think for your your the sake of your honor, you must finish. Yeah, so I did. I stuck <laughs> with it. I watched it. Um, I fucking hated it. I really dislike this movie. Um, Wes Anderson fans, I even think Wes Anderson fans might struggle with this one. Mm. Because the thing is, is that all the characters, there are so many characters, and there's, it's so sort of weird that it doesn't really have at least a sort of a, a through, if you like. Yeah, It's just there, and it's all just dumped on you. And don't get me wrong, it's beautiful, it's well done, everybody's, you know, bringing their A-game, all the, the actors are great, I mean, um, their, their performances, I, I can't fault for what they're doing, you know, sure. because, because what it, most of the time it is just literally them, like, stood there saying the lines, you know, there's, there's no sort of... You know, like in when you watch fifties movies and like re- really bad B movies, I'm talking about really bad fifties B movies where there are terrible actors and they're talking at each other. Mm. You know what I mean? They're not having like easy conversations. They're saying the lines at each other, right? This is wonderful, great actors doing that. Yeah. And it's fucking infuriating. It's like, you know, this could be something if they just sort of... Do you know? I don't know. I, I think... Not I don't try, know. because they, they're they doing exactly what they're doing. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I think Wes Anderson knows exactly what he's doing. And he's yeah. telling his actors to, to do exactly yeah, what he wants. They're doing um, their jobs. They're, 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 and they're doing their jobs well. I just don't fucking like it. No, I, I must admit... Um, I, I don't know if we said this at the start of the show. It's really hot, so I'm struggling to think. Um, I don't know if we said this at the start of the show or before we started, but uh, I almost watched this, and I'm yeah. really glad, based on what you're telling me, that I didn't, because <laughs> I would have had a bad time. I can't recommend this movie at all. No, it doesn't sound like it's for me. I, I, I would struggle even to recommend it to Wes Anderson fans. Mm. And that is saying something. Yeah. Um, oh, it's... It, it's such an it's so infuriating because you know like i said everyone's doing what they're doing they're 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 doing their job it's got these things in it and it's got beautiful you know it's beautifully filmed all the actors are are there yeah i just hated it i it's so infuriating and so sort of oh please can we just do something normal or you know like and i'm not saying you go to a wes anderson film to watch normal i'm not dumb mm. i i know that and as i said i love quirky stuff i said this is the thing the the, the hg wells nick Cave thing in louis wayne was fucking weird and it shouldn't work but it kind of worked for me but it was one small thing in a in an otherwise, well, I mean, there's there there stuff with the art and stuff, but that was more of a, everybody was, was 
they're not just playing these weird characters. They're 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 playing. They're, you know, oh, fuck. How do I ex- ex- explain this? It's. It, I, I honestly don't think I can explain this. It's just Wes Anderson's characters just being fucking over the top weird for the sake of being over the top weird. That's the sure. only way I can kind of put it. Then, well, you know, to try and make sense of it, it's too much and not enough substance to mm. keep you grounded. Is is I guess what I'm trying to say. It's. It, Weirdness has to ha- have to be in a world that's believable to you and have something that keeps you with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, Does definitely. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 something like um, my go-to weird person is always Cronen, uh, uh, Lynch. Mm. Because Lynch will will do these spectacular weird things, but he does it in these worlds from, well, certainly for me, he does it in these worlds where that's just what those worlds are, you know, and and there's a there's something for you to grab onto. Yeah, they're they're, they're usually just enough of those worlds to make you believe that you you could be in those worlds. You know what I mean? They're they're usually with just a, a few th- thought, a few things. Lynch's worlds could just be ours. Yes. Just, slightly odder you mm-hmm. know what i mean just, yeah, yeah. they just have those little things wes anderson movies don't no have that i agree you know or or they they have them to varying degrees i would say whereas this one is doesn't have any of that it doesn't mm-hmm. have anything that you can just relatable mm. it's just not and there's even there's a, there's a, a bit at the end which i I won't kind of spoil or anything, but they do this thing near the end where they they say something, and it it oh, oh fuck it they do that they say this thing to basically make it seem like a dream, right? So it's to make the whole movie more dreamlike and to give you that idea that oh you know this is this could it's a dreamlike state and it's a it's it's myth and dream and all that sort of stuff. It's like, fine, okay, I understand what you're saying. I don't fucking buy it. I'm not buying what you're saying. <laughs> all right? I, I, it's I too late. It. I know what you're doing. I don't like it. I can't recommend it, okay? It's a dream is the, always the biggest cop-out anyway. Um, yeah. Unless you've got a real good reason. Mm-hmm. And you've done a real good job making it a dream. Yeah. No. It's... I, I can't I not I can't recommend this movie. It's just no. no. Okay. It's 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 just too much Wes Anderson, let's put it that way. It's 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 basically Wes Anderson just let him let himself go and not you know no anchor here. He's just gone. Yeah. He's flowing away and he's 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 just lost in his own pretentiousness. Yes. Fuck yes! I, I, That—that's how I should have explained. Because he skirted with, he's you know, he skirted that line for a long time, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I, I quite like a lot. Of, there's a lot of Me movies too. That, that are fucking pretentious as fuck. Yeah, I mean, 
the biggest one for us, I think, is probably Zardoz. That movie is pretentious as fuck. I like, love Zardoz. Fucking love Zardoz. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, that was that was a really and fun review. I know review why of people don't like Zardoz. Oh, no, I know. I it. 100% understand why people don't like it. And right. and if people give me the criticisms, I'm like, yeah, I agree. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Like, I don't disagree with you. Yep. I, I, I would agree. I, I don't care. I'll agree with care. most criticisms of Zardoz. Yes. But I still fucking love Zardoz. Uh-huh. So I don't think yeah. there's anything that I could. There's no. Well, okay. There's nothing for me that I could grab onto in this movie that made that. Yeah. Would ever make me want to see any part of it ever again. Wow. Okay. That is. Uh, yeah. Okay. That is... This is a, this is a movie that I will quite happily forget if I can. That is thorough. That's a thorough, <laughs> thorough review there. Um. Okay, well, thank you for finishing the movie. For, you know, suffering yeah, well, I would, for I us. wouldn't have reviewed it if I didn't finish it. No, no, no. I, I know now. I, when we, when we were doing to... this, when we were setting up, you said to me, has you ever watched a film and decided to not finish it? And I'd like, you were like, did you, have you ever not reviewed, a, have you ever decided not to review a film that you were watching? And I was like, no, I don't think so. I was like, I quit like ten minutes into a lot of movies before I yeah. even bother, and now I know why because you sat <laughs> through. <laughs> How long is this movie? I bet it's long uh, as well, isn't it? Two hours, I think. Ish. Okay, that's not too bad, but yeah. Oh, it fucking felt long. Yeah, I mean that's the problem, isn't it? When a film is badly paced or badly written, <laughs> it can oh, yeah. feel like it goes on forever. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, um. I think I, I was also I saying that, that as well because. In, in the last couple of weeks, I've seen a number of films that I just thought, well, don't I watched it and reviews. I don't have any desire to review that Yeah, film. I'm trying to think. I mean, that might have, I mean, I do watch a lot of older stuff that I just don't mention. Mm. I mean, most of what I watch is... Yeah, that, I mean, that's... Yeah. <clears throat> I don't really watch much. I mean, to be truth be told, I only really watch most modern stuff for this show. <laughs> uh, there yeah. are few exceptions. The show forces you to watch modern movies. Well, it. <laughs> yeah, it does. It kind of does. In the same way that when I was DJing for years, it was like forcing me to to listen to new metal stuff because yeah. I was DJing a metal pub. Um, I don't generally listen to newer stuff. Um, same with with film. Really, I I generally am very happy with older stuff, and that's where I tend to go. It's my comfort, you know. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I will watch you know actively seek out good horror um and and kaiju stuff oh yeah especially godzilla and we'll get to godzilla very soon because that's a big topic uh however i do feel bad for poor gamera because <laughs> gamera gamera always gets shafted i i i feel like on poor, a week gamera is the lesser cousin isn't he well best? he is he, he started off as a ripoff but he became his own thing Yes. Became his own thing, and I love Gamera. Especially mm-hmm. Heisei Gamera is... I hate to say it because I love Heisei Godzilla, but Heisei Gamera, the the miniatures, that is some of... It's probably the best miniature work I've ever seen in a film. Like, mm-hmm. Gamera... The Gamera Heisei trilogy is some of the best-looking miniature work you will ever see on film. It's stunning. Um, But I feel like on a week when we should all have been celebrating, hey, you know, Gamera's back, Netflix show... Toho and fucking legendary drop two amazing Godzilla trailers, <laughs> and that's all anyone's talking about, especially yeah, minus bit, one. But we'll is, get to that. It is sad. So I, I kind of feel like the thunder's been taken away a little. Um, however, I did watch Gamera Rebirth this week and um, had a really good time. See, I so I kind of was set up for it. I yeah. was going to watch it, 
and I saw the trailer again, and I was like, oh, the animation style has really put me off. I, I hate it. it. I can't do it. I hate it. I, I so still. I, 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 I didn't s- end up watching it in the end. I just thought, oh, I, 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 I will other say, I need to see, and I'll, I'm going to put it off. I will say it grew on me. By the okay. end, it didn't annoy me as much as it did at the start. But I am really not a fan of CG anime at mm. all. And this has not changed my mind on that. Um, the monster stuff looked cool, though. Um, yeah. You know, when they're when the monsters are fighting, it was like, I can kind of ignore that it's CG, you know, anime. It's, it's so stark um, compared to the rest of the animation, though. It's so weird. Yeah, he looks like properly like Heisei Gamera in this. And a lot of it kind of feels like Heisei as well. There's a lot of Heisei-ness to it. Um, but the story, the battles... Uh, great really fun it's it's the animation style is the only thing that i really didn't didn't enjoy um but um you know in in typical gamera fashion um you know it's the story of a child and his connection to gamera and uh you know gamera is sorry as it kind of should be. As it as it always pretty. I mean, in the first film, Gamera was was effectively Godzilla, um, yeah. but he did save a kid in the first film, and then and then after that, he became savior of the Earth and friend, the universe friend, and friend to children everywhere, wasn't it? Friend to children everywhere, absolutely. He was he was indeed, and they and they kept that through, I think every Gamera movie um, that I can think of. Uh, yeah. He's always always been a uh, friend to children and always had that you know connection particularly in in like the heisei stuff and and whatever and we've got that here um the japanese have been digging too greedily and too deep and uh they've they've awakened stuff um (laughs) (laughs) but luckily gamera shows up um it's it's more complex than that there is there is a there is a plot with with evil human bastards doing evil human things um you know kind of doomsday culty stuff where they're they're looking to wipe out you know, Earth's overpopulated, man. So let's let's get some kaiju yep. to eat them. Um, but of course, Gamera is there to uh, to protect. He is the ancient defender, and you know, returns now to uh, to defend Earth from um, from these creatures, and uh, does a very good job. Uh, the thing that really sells me on this, outside of having Gamera back which is always lovely and it's nice to see Gamera doing fights and and in Gamera's fashion as well I should say yeah. Gamera gets beat the fuck up which is another kind of Gamera trait he does get beat up a lot um so that that continues here um <laughs> you know um but you know one of the things that really sold me on this was the characters they're really cool and really fun um the the children in it are great and that's see that's one of the things that's always put me off of the camera stuff overall actually is the fact that it's more childish than... when it's good kids i would I... definitely recommend watching the heisei stuff mm. that is great stuff um but yes some of the some of the um the showa stuff for sure yeah, for sure the showa stuff can be really great some of it's fine some of it's not um i would watch showa godzilla over showa gamera any day yeah, but I could be persuaded and to watch Shoa. At times, oh yeah, toe curling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but I, I could be persuaded to watch Heisei Gamera. Mm-hmm. Um, so over Heisei Godzilla sometimes if I'm in the mood. Um, 
but yeah so uh we've we've got the uh uh boko is i think the main kid um who has the connection to gamera um and then we meet joe and uh brody um you know you've got this this group of ragtag you know the 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 i guess the the loser kids you know um and uh you know you've got the 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 tough the tough one of the gang um who kind of looks after uh bucko and um you meet this this group of american bullies they're kind of like you know racist jock assholes and um at least i think they were meant to be american pretty sure they were um and uh his father is is uh like a general in the military and, and whatnot and um it's set in the 80s i should say sorry as well um, yes I, I did see that it's, a, it's an 80s set one yeah and uh but what i really like is you know even even with this this jock asshole kid you know by the end of it he ends up joining that group and and is you know kind of does that stranger things thing where the bully ends up kind of joining them and becoming cool, That's cool. um <clears throat> And uh, yeah, I, I actually thought the characters were really nicely written, really well fleshed out. It's a coming of age story with giant monsters, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it works really well. Um, I'm, it's the polar opposite of Singular Point, Godzilla Singular Point. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Now I, I know a lot of people do not like Godzilla Singular Point. I loved Godzilla mm-hmm. Singular Point. It was yep. fucking excellent. Um. I did. However, this is this is great in the opposite direction. This is this is great in that I want to see monsters fight all the time direction. That's what you get with this. It's Gamera versus monsters a lot, and then kids escaping from peril, um, and it does it really well. I enjoyed the overall story. Um, I there were some nice twists that I didn't actually see coming. One in particular, I was like, oh, okay, didn't see that coming. That was cool. Um, it's very gory in places blood and people oh, people yeah. losing limbs and stuff okay. not not just gamma i mean gamma has been known to lose an arm or two but like people losing limbs and stuff and i was like okay they're, they're going for more of an adult thing here for sure um but uh yeah overall i really liked it it's just just the art style what's the rating on it i don't know it's on netflix i'm guessing i mean there's there is uh, people say shit and fuck and um Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I double checked as well. They said it in Japanese and they said it in the dub. <laughs> I, I checked both versions because, like, wow, was that just in the Japanese version? Now it's in the American version as well. Uh, in the in the dub, they swear too. Um, yeah. So I don't know that it, it's clearly like a, a harder edge to it. Um, although they they did go that way, kind of with with Heisei Gamera anyway. It was a bit more, you know. Yeah, I guess I was, it just I think it was you know. Gone, I was thinking they might go more cartoony with it. Well, that's what I thought. As a literal cartoon. As it's a literal cartoon, yeah, that's what I thought. But no, it, it is reasonably gory in places. There's blood and dismemberment and um oh. and uh, some really fun kaiju battles. It really feels like, and I don't know whether it's because Pacific Rim the Black is a Netflix thing as well. Yeah. It feels like it would take so little to smash these two franchises together, even less than it would to chuck Godzilla in there. Yeah. Like, my God, even some of the music in this, I don't know if it's the same person, but my God, the music is straight out of Pacific Rim. I was like, what? This, this literally sounds like the Pacific Rim theme when, when Gamera's fighting people or monsters, I should say. I, that, 
um, Pacific Rim series was a little hit and miss for me. Yeah, same. And again, I, I, I kind of enjoyed it, but it doesn't really work in the Pacific Rim universe. It was kind of weird. Uh, it was like its own thing. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. Yeah, it, it did feel very separate. Yeah, um, but it's not a bad thing. But it it this this was you know six episodes, and unmistakably Gamera. Um, mm. I I really enjoyed it. I had a really good time. It was a it was a week when I really needed some uh, escapism, and yeah, it, it it delivered. It delivered that. I found myself smiling a few times. Like I quite enjoyed it. So okay. uh, well, welcome I, I, back, I, Gamera. Hopefully, we'll get another live action now. That would be nice. So you would you would recommend I watch it then? I would recommend it. It's a fun you know, if you like Gamera. Yeah. It, it's Gamera. Well, I do I I mean If you can no, get past it, the art it, style it's far from my favourite of the Monsterverse. Oh, same. I mean for me, yeah. obviously Godzilla is, is my number one. Yeah, well, my number one boy. But I, I do love Gamera, uh particularly Heisei Gamera, and this yeah. felt like more Heisei Gamera, so I was happy. Um okay. Okay, well, I'll get over myself on the animation. Well, no, I had to too. I I do not like the animation, and I'll stand by that. I did not like the animation for the most part. It it was it grew on me a little towards the end, but I still don't like it. Um, the monsters looked cool though. And when, it's only six part as well. So yeah, it's not quite short. Taxing. Yeah, about 40, 45 minute episodes, I guess, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I blasted it in a day on a weekend, so you know. I said I'd subscribe to Netflix when Gamera came back, and I did. So, <laughs> so they've got me for a month. Um, although something's coming out at the end of this month. Actually, yes, because that's what I thought. Because I thought I can do Gamera, and then this nicely moves us into trailers. Uh, I can also watch uh, Castlevania before I was going to say that not a yeah, couple of weeks. Yeah. So, uh, so that works out well. Um, I just have a binder up on that one. Did you? I did, yeah. Right, well, let's. Mo- well, where do we go from here? We're going to talk trailers, and we've just done Gamera. Do we talk about Godzilla, or do we talk about Castlevania? Because animation let's, and Netflix. Ah, let's do. Let's do. Ne- let's do the. Let's do the uh, Castlevania. Castlevania one. All right, Castlevania. Um, I absolutely adore the Castlevania series. Yep. That is four seasons that got better and better. I yeah, loved it. They really did. I loved that, it. That first season was like it was only it was a couple of episodes it was a short showed season. so much promise and it was like this this could be this could, so good this it could, could also be, be good. yes so bad yeah yeah agreed and, and then season two onwards i was like sold <laughs> season it, two is probably my favorite season, season actually two completely ramped up and, yeah and, and it it kind of put its foot into I, what it was gonna be i still to this day get goosebumps when i think about the end of season two when they all turn up at the castle yeah i was like oh god that was so good and then again in season three when um uh belmont and cypher turn up behind um alucard yeah there's like moments in that show that still give me goosebumps i love that show it's it's such a loved it really great Uh, so again the voice cast on that is brilliant so good um but uh this trailer came along and i feel like it's an unfair thing where i've loved something so much and i'm like oh you're doing you know i like that you're doing richter belmont that's cool but i'm like okay obviously new cast uh whether we get original i don't know whether we'll get alucard back i mean in theory you could um that would be cool uh but 
I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about it. Okay, so I'm looking at the cast list. Yes. Alucard's in it. Uh, James Calas and uh, and Alucard are listed in the cast. Oh, cool. Okay. So, um, so hopefully, it might only be a small thing, but. But still, uh, connecting the universe together and stuff. <clears throat> um, now, I don't know. I'm assuming this is set after. Oh, yeah. It's, it looks... Um, many years later. Uh, it looks 18th century, doesn't it? Yeah, that's kind of what I took from it. So, um, I, I'm... Except for the fact that... I mean, oh, okay. This is one of the, the things that we'll go into. <laughs> Sorry, you carry, you carry on what I'll say. Well, the only thing I was going to say is I, I, I feel like it, it's it's got a lot to live up to. Yeah. Um, and I felt like the animation was not quite as good here. No. Uh, now, whether that's a trailer thing, I'll wait until I see the it full thing. It could be, but it, it didn't look quite as smooth, did it? Some of the lines felt a bit cringe, although... Oh, oh dear, the, the, some of the dialogue and the del- I, delivery was... However... It might, like you said, it might just be the trailer. It might just be the trailer, because it's I was giving text. this... It is. I was giving this some thought, and yeah. I am confident I could put together a cringy as fuck trailer for castlevania the yeah, original yeah. series and people would be like oh my god this is gonna be cringe because some of those lines out of context would yeah. sound really well, cringe I think you could do that to almost any great movie couldn't you, you i think any like, especially when there's a lot of swearing Ryan, you could put dialogue from that in bad yeah. context especially when there's a lot like, of swearing this film <laughs> yeah but especially when there's a lot of swearing and stuff yeah like, and there's a lot of that yeah. in Castlevania. So I, I am 100% on board. I'm obviously watching this. I, I just, I am cautiously optimistic. I, I have there's, concerns. So there's the difference between a character swearing, like just saying, oh, oh for fuck's sake, or, or oh, fuck off, to a character like being edgy and swearing. It and felt like, yes. Being a swear. It tipped it towards Edgelord yes, for sure really this did. time. And that's, and- that worried me a bit. What actually worried me is, is, is the design of the main character when he puts the headband on and then the music and the way the trailer m- went on just made me think of Street Fighter. I, I, I get the... the you, you saying Street Fighter actually made me think actually the, um, the, the animation style feels more Street Fighter-y to me. Like, you know when they did not Street Fighter 2, the movie, but the, the other one they did, the next one they did? It kind of yeah, feels like that, mean. in that kind of downgrade. Now, Richter Belmont in the game yeah, did look like that. So I can't really argue. He did oh, have did the headband and he did have the blue sure thing. that one. Yeah, he was... Uh, Which one's he in? He is in Castlevania 4? I want to say 4. Okay, I'm not sure I've played four. And um, actually, might have been. Was he in the original as well? Might have been because four is effectively. Um... Is oh no, sorry, five. Sorry, yes, no, he's in five, and then he's in he's in uh, Symphony of the Night. Oh, okay. Because he he's at the start of Symphony of the Night, and if you complete Symphony of the Night as uh, Alucard, then you can go back through and play it as as Richter. Why would you do that? Right. You can be Alucard, I don't know. I was just going to say, why would you? <laughs> I don't know. But, you but the option's there. Alucard, that's you know. just uh, I, I guess because he was the, you know, he was the boy in, in Castlevania V, so, you know. Right, okay. Um, yeah, so uh, Rondo... Uh, alarm bells were certainly ringing. I'm, I, but I, I, I'm going to totally give it a go. Cause, oh, God, uh, yeah. I, 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 it's, it's not put me off. It's just made me cautious. Um, I think it, the problem is is that the, a lot of the delivery sounded bad. Yes. And I'm not really 
I'm looking at the cast and I recognise people, but I don't know them terribly well, other than bloody Natasha Kinski, mm. um, who's listed here. I don't. Yeah, Edward Blumel. What's he been in? Okay, I've seen that dude in a few things. He's a, he's he's not he's a pretty good actor actually. So it it might be hopefully contextual. Once it's in the actual show, it might not be quite so bad. Mm. Um, but I'm I am really looking forward to it. It's certainly not put me off. No, no, no. I I'm gonna definitely watch it. And some of the vampire stuff look fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like I like the look of some of the, the the vampires. They look really, really cool. So I'm 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 hopeful. I'm curious what they're gonna do because you know. It's... Oh, it's a, you know I said it was it's 18th century. It says during the French Revolution. Oh, well, so of course it's bloody 18th century. <laughs> Does it say that in the trailer? Did it we says just that, I'm that? just looking at the thing here. It says oh. during the the French Revolution, vampire hunter prodigy Victor Beaumont fights to uphold the family legacy and prevent the rise of a ruthless, power-hungry vampire. Oh, are they are they going to Dracula again? Because obviously in the games it was usually pretty much Dracula coming back or someone trying to resurrect Dracula. But I kind of feel yeah. like they did that. You know, they really did that. In, in... I think at the end of you know, when he's living a happy his... life, and it was like yeah, leave him there, stuff. leave him there. Yeah, I think they kind. But, but you do I, kind I of feel like it's to the detriment of continuing the story. Well, that's with the problem. Dracula. They kind of put a lid on that, I think, in that cartoon. They did, and it was a lovely end. Yeah. When they're just like, "Ah, let him live his, let our son live his life, and we'll just, we'll just live out here." Um, yeah. I liked that. Uh, I mean, ultimately, I guess you know, Lisa would die of old age. Yeah. And I guess he would continue on, so maybe he becomes bitter over time. I don't know. I, I kind of love the ending of Castlevania part four and i kind of feel like oh just leave it there guys but i i like we've got a time jump and we can just do its own thing and i'm glad that alucard is still around because obviously he would be so that's cool um yeah i i guess we'll see we'll wait and see i i'm i'm excited i'm just a little concerned by that trailer Mm -hmm. one thing i am absolutely not concerned about however is godzilla minus one which had probably the best trailer i have seen in fucking years yeah uh Honestly, I am biased, admittedly. <laughs> but good God, that is a well-made trailer. Like, if well, the, I... the teaser they put out was like, wow, fucking hell, that's a, that, now that's how you do a bloody teaser. Yeah, but then the full trailer, mm-hmm. my God. Like, they are, they are going full-on Godzilla is horror. This is terrifying. Yeah, and this, this people, looks like it could lots easily of people... slip in behind the fir- the very first Godzilla. Oh, for sure. I mean, they're they are. Uh, I mean, a lot of things in Godzilla. You, you you see a lot of stuff. You rarely see Godzilla actively kill a person. Uh, mm. In the first Godzilla, he did atomic breath a couple of people. Yes. Um, after that, not much. You get Godzilla. Um, a Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, All Out Monsters attack. You get the, uh, you you do get the poor girl in the hospital, which you've right. probably, you've probably seen on YouTube yeah. at some point. Girl in the hospital. No, no, no I've, seen, I've seen that one. Smacks yeah. her. Yeah. So you do get the occasional thing like that, or a general that has a go at Godzilla. Godzilla two thousand does that, and I think yep. Case Eight Godzilla did it as well. Um, but generally, you don't see much of that. Here, Godzilla is stepping on people. 
yeah. people go flying when he's walking and like there are bodies flying yeah. when he when you you see him stepping in that shot where they're running away people are just flying in the air it's uh, horrific you, you read the rumors that what why that is uh no not you, why that is, is i mean obviously he's heavy which is I do assume, you want uh, me to say yeah go for it i don't mind okay so the it's rumor not like is, i'm not gonna watch it i mean you know so the, the rumor is that that godzilla going through the city mm. is a second one. Oh yeah yeah we talked about this off air yeah, yeah and it's they've killed his mate yeah there's there's two versions of that rumor um and i think i'm torn now see i was all for this because mm. i liked it as a concept uh now i'm watching this and i'm like oh i kind of want it just to be one godzilla though you know so there's the line in the trailer that says that monster will never forgive us never forgive us yeah which which works even which, in the context of original godzilla because godzilla yes. was scarred and mutated by the atomic mm-hmm. bombs and would never forgive humanity and they they come back to that but yeah. it certainly feels really personal in this it's like whoa yep yeah it does doesn't it um uh, whatever is going on i'm 100 percent sold on yeah. this film yeah, absolutely. it, it well, looks fucking right. excellent the cinematography and this is where i was saying earlier on shaky cam it it's done yeah masterfully it's Uh shaky but you it lingers long enough you can see what's going on you can see the scene um that shot of um the uh the woman on the train with her the or uh, looking out the window and you just see that reflection oh my god that's such a good shot (laughs) such a good shot yeah every bloody shot was was great there's so many like beautiful shots the 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 stuff with the with on the uh the, the, the the um the ship. yeah uh, oh some really beautiful i love that the, the shot of the uh <laughs> that ship being yeeted across the fucking city and, like, wow, and the fact that you know obviously we're dealing with godzilla which is ludicrous um yeah. but the fact that they've got those physics of when he's walking the mm-hmm. ground is collapsing underneath him uh the ship being thrown feels like if you could throw a ship that's probably how it would what move. it would look like yeah you'd ha- yeah you know it's not doing that hollywood thing is it you know no. like in in hollywood it, it like a, like like it like would do like 25 backflips and you know explode <laughs> everywhere whereas that is like no that's probably you know if you <laughs> if you could throw you know yeah. if you could if you could throw Battleship Yamamoto, that's probably what would happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yamato, sorry. Yamato. Um, yeah, it, it kind of, you know. Uh, yeah, I love that shot. I loved, I loved every shot. I honestly, I mean, I was already hyped for this. I think I mentioned it when I said last year. or Yeah, yeah the Godzilla Day last year. I was like, oh my God, they're making a Godzilla movie and it's coming out, you know, on Godzilla Day next year. Um, well, I was already excited, but jesus I, christ that's a good trailer i think we've said before but i'm gonna say it again i'm so happy that they've let the that they've just gone okay americans you do your thing we'll do ours toho are smart and they haven't had any like interference they haven't fucked about with anything they haven't chucked 
strops like some companies do they can't i think toho can't to, to oh, sorry uh legendary can't it's it's <laughs> written in the contract it's like you do you yeah and if you want to license more monsters you can which is why legendary have created their own kaiju which i'm all for but yes. that's why you're not going to see angerus turning up or whatever i doubt yeah which i'm um, slightly, slightly disappointed in but slightly you know. but then they have created their own creatures that are really cool so i'm yeah. like cool you I know mean, to be honest they've got my favorite in there anyway so i'm happy i know they've got king Ghidorah, so I'm, I'm i'm more than happy yeah yeah but yeah uh, just, I, I love the fact that you know the japanese are just doing their own stuff I well mean, i think toho are smart they they know that that <clears throat> they want to crack america and mm-hmm. and they know that now they can let legendary do their own thing right yeah. they've got some rules on what they will allow them to do with godzilla and not do yes. um but they can do their thing right that mm-hmm. elevates everyone's it kind of makes uh godzilla super popular in the west yeah. and then they can bring like they have done now they've got the the godzilla store in america they've actually got a Godzilla store in America. They've got yep. their movies coming out, and when their movies come out, they're like, "Hey, maybe you guys would like a cinema release." Something yeah. that rarely happens for Toho Godzilla films, but now yeah. Godzilla's everywhere. So it's like, okay, cool, yeah, you know, maybe we will. And and as we've seen, obviously, it's got. Hopefully, we'll get it over here in the cinema too. But the the <laughs> states got Shin Godzilla, and they they're getting this as well. So i think yeah. it's a smart move and and yeah, i love that they are so different it's like you just yeah. you go with your thing and we will do our thing exactly and, and none, none more so than than shin godzilla that's yeah that's so different very different um but uh yeah and, and i mean i guess now you know legendary has become the showa era of godzilla it's mm. it's super silly especially yeah. godzilla versus kong is like okay we're just full-on show it era silly now yeah. um and i'm fine with that oh i'm totally fine with that but i'm glad to be honest, that... I'm, 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 that's what i want to see i i'm I, i'm 50 you know, 50 i i i'm happy i'm happy that these these other ones exist at the same time so that i can watch those as well mm. i can see the super serious stuff and then go back and just watch you know, Kong and Godzilla punch the crap out of things. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Let's throw physics out the window and they can all jump on battleships. It's yes, fine. And exactly. that, that, and again, that's the kind of thing that exactly would happen during the Showa era. It's fine. Um, But I like that, that Toho were like, actually, we're going to do a very serious Godzilla movie and we're going to do our own thing. Um, It looks great. Yeah. Uh, Almost overshadows the monsterverse which is bringing out their own series on apple plus yeah with monarch legend of monsters or something i forgot the name of it already um (laughs) but that trailer dropped and also looks really good and actually looks way more grounded they're clearly going for a 2014 godzilla rather than a king of the monsters godzilla um uh kurt russell oh and He's not going to be in this very much, being, I don't think. Being his younger self is just so good. That is perfect casting. I didn't realize uh, John Goodman was back. Really pleased about that. So I didn't. I was look, looking at um at the trailer. Yeah. Is that new footage? Yeah, it's new. It is new footage. Yeah. I wasn't he, sure. He looks they visibly older as well. Straight from. Uh, <clears throat> Kong, uh, from Skull Island. Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess he filmed all these vlogs on Skull Island. 
<laughs> must have done. I guess. I don't know. He, he dies in that. Yeah, that's but... what I mean. So it's like he must have done all of these. He must have been vlogging the whole time yeah. he was there in, you know. Uh, yes, but Mon- Legacy of Monsters. It's, it's uh, yeah, Legacy of Monsters. Uh, it looks really good. Of monsters in it, by the looks of it. Um, great looking cast. The good thing is that it's that Legendary and the movies put all of the money into creating those models. Yeah. And now they can use those models. So you've effectively got movie grade CG models. Yeah. In the show. Um, and it looks great. The, the shots they've put on there look fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like we're not going to have, you know, Godzilla every week. I think it's going to be more of a monarch show. It's going to be glancing mm. blows, isn't it? I think. I'm super curious. Like, the, my, my brain kind of. Uh, immediately was like oh i wonder how well that shot syncs up with 2014 you know the bridge yeah. scene because obviously it's the bridge scene from a different perspective mm-hmm. um and I, i'm curious as to how that worked um but they're certainly keeping continuity with san francisco being completely ruined yeah um, yeah know, leading was, into I, king of the monsters i was surprised at that that's that's cool i i, I was yeah mm. i mean you'd hope they would because of the way them those movies play out you think if what if it's supposed to be set in that yeah absolutely universe then yeah there's no way they're fucking just rebuilding that that quickly no i i'm also super curious as to uh as to whether we will get you know we, we could have them finding Ghidorah. we can't have them we can't certainly can't have Ghidorah out and about but we could have them finding frozen Ghidorah. frozen Ghidorah could be a yeah. backdrop you know or mothra uh, you know, yeah, the I, think form. There's, there's that, I think there's probably going to be a lot of that, isn't there? There's going to be a lot of hey, we in just the background. I feel like be set, it's set all over, isn't it? It's, it's set, set everywhere. All over, all I times. almost certainly yeah. think we're going to get some Kong for sure. Yes, I would. Um, yeah, because I would like them to do some more. I'm I'm quite pleased that some of that seems to be on Skull Island. Um, mm-hmm. because Skull Island kind of got the shaft. I feel. Uh, you, you had Kong Skull Island that was amazing and set up this this wonderful um, world of Skull Island. Yeah. And then in King of the Monsters, it's barely mentioned. And then in Kong uh, Godzilla versus Kong, it's like, oh yeah, it's fucked. And it's like, yeah. oh okay. And I'm assuming I, I think the novelization says that it was Ghidorah's stormy thing. That, that yeah, they, they they I think they say in the movie actually that it was it was ruined by by Ghidorah. By, by um, Ghidorah doing but it's like i i want to see more of skull island so i'm quite glad if we can get to see more yeah. of that and, and maybe see how it ends up that way you know progresses mm-hmm. to that state would be cool but i like this generation spanning thing um like yeah. you said having kurt russell's son play him in a younger him genius yeah uh, i don't think kurt russell's going to be in this very much to be honest with you i think he's going to be like brian cranston from the 2014 oh movie. god like I, I, I think he'll I, live. I don't think he'll die, but I just don't think he'll be in it loads. I think he'll be. It'll be like you know, young Indiana Jones. It'll be occasionally he'll tell the story of you know. Yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I'm excited though. Um, it's very difficult for me to get excited about the legendary Godzilla the same week I got that minus one trailer. But I, it's like a, it's an embarrassment of riches we got right now. I'm, I don't I'm, know if this is, um actually how it is but listed on imdb mm. hustle's only listed as two episodes and wyatt's only listed as one 
Wow. So Wyatt's only listed as one. That's interesting. Yeah. I thought Wyatt was going to be in it loads. That's what I thought too. I thought it was going to be less Kurt Russell and more Wyatt. The person that's in the most in, in what looks like seven episodes is Christopher uh, Heyerdahl. Right. Um, who I, I like him a lot. He was. Have you seen Hell on Wheels? Uh, no, it's something I've always wanted to watch because I really like Handsome Mount, and you know. Yeah, he he's in he's he's one of the bad guys in Hell on Wheels. He plays the Swede. Mm-hmm. Um, he's great in that. He was also in um, oh, what was that bloody fifth series called? Uh, there was a series with Amanda Tapping. Right. Where the Haven was it called? Oh yeah, 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 I remember Haven. He was, I think he was like, um, I'm sure he played basically Jack the Ripper in that. Right. It's, if it's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, he's he's listed as seven episodes, so it looks like he's actually the main character, maybe. I don't Possibly. know. Or he's the main antagonist. Yeah, yeah. One or the other, I guess. So yeah, that's... Uh, the, mm, don't know whether that's actually the real listing or what, but... No, I guess we'll find out soon. I mean, it's not... It's not very long to wait. It's coming out about the same time that <laughs> Minus One is coming out. So going to be a busy old time. But I'm excited. I um, am. For, for both, yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm excited for all of it, yeah, to be honest. But Minus One is yeah, that was very excited about yeah, that. That, that trailer was beautiful. Uh, you know, because I was kind of disappointed we got June delayed and movies getting delayed now. And I was like, oh, at least we've got that. because i'm struggling man i'm like oh god i gotta pick five films at the end of this year um and none really jump out i can make five but i I, was gonna yeah i'm in a similar boat i'm thinking actually jesus what have i seen that's this year that's gonna make my top five Mm. and is it gonna be one of those years where we settle which is yeah or or i watch a load of indie movies and i'm like hey (laughs) these are the ones you know there have been years Um, where we've had like bad years and then we've watched movies that came out in that year later and we're like fuck if i'd have seen yeah if i'd seen that 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 would have been the one yeah yeah it would have gone on my list totally i think that might happen here but um (laughs) but yeah it's gonna be fun and um i mean there's still month there's still a couple of months left so yeah yeah there's plenty of months left um so you know i would be i'd be surprised if uh the godzilla one didn't make our list this year I'd be, be if surprised it, if it doesn't make my list, I'll be honest. Yeah, with you. I'd be surprised if it turns out to be a terrible movie. Based on that trailer, I, mean, I would be shocked. Could it could very well be. It I mean could it could just, it, it could, could just be a really amazing trailer. If it's it terrible be, it could be the best If it's terrible <laughs> how you do a trailer for a bad movie. If Godzilla minus one is terrible, yeah. then that fucking trailer should be taught at school. <laughs> Because that is one of the best trailers yeah, I have seen. Trailer, lads. That trailer <laughs> is amazing. Yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent. But yeah, we'll see. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we? Uh, uh, there was a trailer I saw for a, a Netflix thing called um, Bodies, which I thought looked interesting. Okay. Uh, it's based on a comic book, apparently, and it's um, it's got uh, Stephen Graham in it. And it's set in, I think it's four different time periods. 
Okay, yeah, uh, crime drama history. Four detectives in four different periods of yes. London find themselves investigating the same murder. That is a cool setup for a... Yeah, it's the same bodies turned up in 1890, 1941, oh. 2023, and 2053. That does sound interesting. And the trailer, made, I thought, looked really interesting. So I, I thought I'd bring that up, because I thought that looks... Like That's a cool premise. ...watch when, yeah. it, when it comes out. Yeah, I might well watch that myself. That sounds kind of cool. That's kind of it, really. Yeah, I think that's... Mm. What are we watching next time, Matt? So, I haven't specifically picked anything. Okay. But I thought maybe we would do another Western. We haven't done a Western in a while. It has been a while since we've done a Western. So, any... There's too many to fucking choose from. My any brain particular is... one you've got your eye on? Um... No, I mean, if I was going to throw a curveball, Outlaw Josie Wales. Um, okay. But I don't mind, really. I, I, There's too many to choose from. Let's do that then. Oh, okay. Well. Oh, that was easy. <laughs> that was the first one that came to my head. Um, There's there's so many Westerns. Well, a lot now. of the ones I was thinking of were, were again, are quite older ones. Well, I I'm up for an older one if you want. No, because I was thinking the last time we did was, was an older one. I thought maybe we'd do... No, a, didn't we do Open I mean, Range last? Sorry? Didn't we do Open Range last? We did a modern one last. No, no. We, last one we did was uh, High Noon. Was High Noon after Open Range? Yes. I thought it was the other way around. Ooh. Yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah, cool. Okay. Outlaw Josie Wales. It's I kind mean, of in the middle. That, not that Josie Wales is, is a more modern one. It's by, more modern. day standard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's reasonable. I mean, that's like what, Josie Wales is what, like 40 years old now? It probably is. It's what, 80-something? Early 80s? I think I want to say like 84, 85. I could be wrong there. It's where I find out it came out in the fucking 90s. 76. 76. Jesus, that's even earlier than I thought. Yeah. I put I put that firmly in the 80s. That movie is nearly the same age as me. Oh, goddamn. So, yeah. I, I have a soft spot for uh, Outlaw Josie Wales. Well, that's why we picked it. <laughs> I, I really, Clearly. you know, I, I, I love the uh, the relationship between him and his, his mate. I think yep. they're really cool. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to that next time. So yes, yep. next time we will we will do Outlaw Josie Wales. Uh, but uh, thank you for listening, everybody. And uh, stay safe. Well, st- stay cool if you're in the UK. It's cooling down now, I think. But, yes. but yes, take care. We will catch you next time. <laughs>